Hey everybody, uh, let me just start with this is a really difficult video to make and losing my dad was the hardest thing that I've had to deal with in my life, so yeah. When it comes to this topic, I was told by friends in the industry and family as well that I probably shouldn't speak on it because it could lead to my career maybe being blacklisted or shunned and whatever, but I personally think that my dad is more important to me than my career and I just you know I just feel like I've been holding this in for a while almost almost a year almost you know like uh six months and I've been sitting on this for a while so I'm just gonna speak freely and talk to you all like a normal person this video is obviously about the boondocks and my dad his character granddad this is for everybody who comments on my social media platforms and ask what are they doing with the show am i involved um what's the plan with it is there anything that you know jd and i'm here to just tell you my experience um i have my notes i have talking points because it's a lot of information i genuinely could not remember it all off the top of my head i had to write it down so i'll be talking through it but yeah um i hope you all understand so, like I said, this video is meant for the fans of my father, uh, you know, people who support me and my career who have known me prior to him passing away and now knowing me because he's gone and maybe you found me, I guess, on the internet or whatever. But this video, uh, let me just do a quick little, I guess, not necessarily a disclaimer. Um, I, I have no plans on outing anybody. This is not an exposed video. This is not like a petty tea talk type of video this is just me talking about my experience i'm not naming anyone i'm just going to explain to you what happened for me at least and this is meant to be informative just to give you all some transparency on i guess what's what happened what what i experienced when it came to the project also let me clarify that nothing i say uh in this video is going to be directed towards anyone who's on the original cast of the boondocks uh, this has nothing to do with them. This was specifically between me and creative producers and people who are higher up who are working on the show, making the decisions in the background. Okay, so let's start from the beginning. Last year in May, me and my dad, we were on our buddy Joe Rogan's podcast. Shout out to Joe for inviting us. I see Joe all the time at the comedy clubs and he invited me and my dad to come and speak on his podcast. And while we were on the podcast, my dad happened to mention that the boondocks was coming back. They, I didn't change my voice for the boondocks. No. I did all, I did that. And they coming back. They coming, the boondocks are coming back. That's a great show. Now my dad discussed that they were in the negotiation stages of the contracts for him and the other cast members and that they haven't, can't, they hadn't come to a decision on what they were going to get paid. And also on that podcast, you know, it was a nice, fun one. It was a great one. I, a lot of people said they loved it. While I was on there, I did an impression of my dad because I do impressions uh, for those who are out there. I'm a voice actor. I've been voice acting for seven plus years. I also act. I do stand up, uh, do all these things. And, you know, it's just information that if you're brand new, you might not know this, but a lot of people saw that. And I do my dad's voice on the podcast. How do you feel about your son's impression of you? It's really good. Well, well here, I only know it because this is how he talks to me all the time. He'll always be like, um, hmm. JD, uh, what you what you what you doing today? You got work. Mm, you gotta go uh, 
sit back and talk to all them people. Hi. <laughs> yeah. I never. He, there's all, all the noises. You know, like him, him just breathing. <laughs> so, yeah, shout out to a lot of you who watched that podcast and, uh, you know, I guess came and said that they enjoyed the comedy and content that I was putting out and the fact that I, you know, do impressions and whatnot. And, you know, I just did that, that, that like impression in the moment just because Joe was like, you know, can you do it real quick? This and that. Uh, my dad, it's it's not even like something that I, I it's not like I need to train to do it. I, as a voice actor, I, I can hear his cadence, cadence. I've known him for like ever. So it was just something I like to have fun with. And uh, it was, you know, it's just like a funny thing that I do with my dad. Like everybody, everybody who has kids or anyone who's an adult, uh, you know, it's one of those things where when you grow up, you kind of sound like your parents. And that was just one of those moments where I was just having fun and, you know, turned into like a thing. So now that my dad is gone, um, I've gotten a lot of comments on my social media posts, especially when he passed immediately from like in October. Uh, everyone was commenting, are you going to voice your dad? Are you going to be this? Are you going to do that? I got comments. I, I still get them, you know, uh, like every once in a while. And I know people went back to that video and it has like over 800,000 views of people who have seen me do that impression. So I'd be just as curious as them if I had seen that. Now, everybody has questions about the Boondocks reboot and whatnot. But, you know, I think uh, the misconception with the new season of the Boondocks is that I think some people think that my dad had already previously recorded some audio or had started recording audio prior to um, him passing, uh, you know, hence because he mentioned that it was coming back. But they were still in negotiations, and <clears throat> he never, he never, he never recorded any, anything. So no, they didn't do any sessions. He didn't get any contract signed. Uh, it never went through. We actually had a conversation about him and the Boondocks because you know, I, you know, I'd stop by my parents' house. I would say, "Hey, man, uh, what's going on with you and uh, your your show?" And I remember he was like, "Oh, JD, they haven't, they haven't, uh, they haven't gotten that money yet. They haven't figured out uh, how much money." they want to they want to give us and uh and i remember him telling me you know if they don't if they don't fix that money situation shit they might as well call you to do the job you can do my voice why don't you go get that little money uh mind you you know funny joke but backhanded compliment that's my dad dads are like that uh and i told him yeah no man i'm good i don't i was like i don't want your job i i've never wanted anything career wise that he had and I was just genuinely sitting back like, no, you guys will figure it out. You'll get the money negotiated and you're gonna, you'll go do the show. You'll have fun. It's your character. And I know that the issue with the negotiations of the contracts and the money was specifically the fact that according to what my dad told me, this is just information I got from my own father. Uh, they were offering them the same money that they had made uh, back on the last season of whatever it was. I guess it would be season five. They split up the last season into four, two seasons, four and five. So they were offering him uh, and the rest of the cast the same amount of money that they had made back then. And my dad and all of them, you know, everyone has gone through their careers and more things have happened for them. And he was just like, yeah, no, I'm I don't plan on on signing that. And he specifically told me he was like, if they don't figure it out, I'm just not going to do it. And, you know, maybe they'll maybe they'll figure something else out and find some new people. But he was you know, he was skeptical that that would even happen also he wasn't aware that he was going to pass away. I'm sh you know, like I, nobody was, which was really frustrating. So yeah, that's how, that's why that they didn't start the boondocks sooner. Cause I think they would have already been recording probably by mid summer, early fall, if they had figured out the, 
the technical aspects of the contracts and negotiations. Now, obviously, unfortunately, a month later, after I think I had that conversation with him, I think it was like in September, and then in October, uh, he passed away. October 29th, uh, he had he had like a like a massive stroke, a massive stroke slash cardiac arrest, heart attack type thing. Uh, I've I've got the autopsy and all that stuff, but it's hard to read because you know. Um, but like a week later we did the funeral and while we were at the funeral you know uh i was there and i spoke on the podium and when i was speaking on the podium i told stories about my dad because that's i don't know what else to do at a funeral about someone who's that close to you and when i tell these stories i tell them sounding like him because that's that's how i tell stories as an impressionist a voice actor i just go into character and you know a lot of people there i guess really enjoyed it because i sound exactly like him he would get asked about projects that he knows he doesn't have cl- like like a clearance on telling you if it's coming or not but he would go on every radio show and he'd be like oh yeah well you know i talked to cube last week and uh he said we're gonna do this last friday um and you know i can't wait to get that and, and i'm like I, when that when i see interviews like that i'm like Yo, so you talk to Q? He like, no, but maybe to move this shit along, you don't get this money. I'm like, yo, you can't, <laughs> you can't just. <laughs> this man was manifesting jobs that ain't there yet. I'm like, you can't. It was wild, man. No one in here needs to worry if he knew that you that uh you liked him or loved him. He would gloat about it at the house. So <laughs> I'd be like, Dad. I was like, you know, so many people like you. He's like, oh, I know, I know, everybody loves me. <laughs> Everybody, everybody loves me. But yeah, no, I just want to say, you know, I appreciate all of y'all. I appreciate everyone who responded to my text, friends, family, uh, entertainers, non-entertainers, people who knew them. I didn't want to leave y'all hanging because I know that's got to be really sad to look upon the news one day and one of your good buddies is gone and you have no way to, you know, close it out or have closure. So for everybody who responded to my text messages and contacts, I hope that helps out, and I hope, you know, you get a little bit of closure just like me, all right? Now, the funeral was uh, less of like a sad day. It was more of a celebration. There was a whole bunch of people, plenty of people he worked with in the industry, plenty of people who were, uh, who have worked with him, who had, you know, writers, directors, comedians, actors. It was, it was almost like a little too enjoyable in my opinion i i i was a little desensitized while i was there because i just i was just you know grasping the fact that he's not coming back and i still have trouble with that and uh we were we celebrated him though it was really beautiful and we got a chance to celebrate him but after i got off stage i i had friends and family and people in the industry who were like hey man yo that voice though man you got you know you got to go do your pops on the cartoon right because that was like the last thing that he, I guess, technically didn't finish. Like, you know, that was the one of the last projects that was still there. I never considered that. I never considered, like, I didn't consider voicing him prior to him leaving, obviously. When he did leave, I think when people asked me about that on the day, I was kind of like, hey, yeah, I'm not really thinking about that right now. So thanks. I appreciate that you enjoyed the way I sounded on stage, but... I'm just kind of, I'm trying to just deal with this right now, you know? Now, at the funeral, there were people who had worked on the boondocks who were, like, producers and creative people 
uh, who participated in the funeral and the repass and uh, were very upset about my dad leaving, like bawling their eyes out. And it, it's one of those things where looking back, it's a little, I don't know, odd because these people, you know, they know my dad and they worked with him, but they didn't spend time with him like that. So it felt like they were crying and being upset more at the fact that they lost their character for their cartoon show and less that they lost that, you know, that I and my, my family lost a person, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Everybody grieves in their own type of way, but you know, um, yeah, when we were there, I was approached and talked to after, you know, cause I was on stage and I sounded like him, uh, by one of them who works for the boondocks saying, Hey, you know, you know, we're, we don't know what we're going to do now. We're not sure how the show's going to go, but, um, we might call you in because, you know, they, we, uh, they, they, it, it's weird cause they don't know me personally. They know my dad. So they know me by proxy which is similar to maybe a lot of people out here who watch me. You don't really know my career. Um, and they were like saying how they were surprised that I was capable of doing that on stage. And I was like, Oh yeah, you know, I work, I'm an actor, I'm a voice actor. I've been doing it for 10, 10 plus years now. So, you know, I was just like, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, and then they said, well, well, we'll give you a call and talk to you soon about it. And hopefully, uh, we can figure something out. So like a few weeks go by and eventually, uh, one of the producers contacts me about auditioning for the role of my dad on the boondocks to play granddad. And when they originally contacted me, it was, it was, um, it was really like, uh, comforting and heartwarming because they initially felt like they seemed like very inclined to have me voice his character. I had heard from other sources that they were auditioning, going to audition other people, which I was like, yeah, sure. You know, it's a role. I, I, I'm a professional actor. I know what it's like to audition. I wouldn't expect to be gifted it, but they approached me and offered to sit down and workshop the voice with me. And also, uh, you know, basically uh give me feedback on what i'm capable of and what i can do uh what they think could be stronger and all of that sounded like a great idea when they first called me uh and they seemed very enthusiastic about it as if they were very set on trying to help me get the role so a little later that week they sent me the script for the pilot episode and they told me you know to look through it and maybe find some lines that I could really resonate with, record some audio at home, because I have a home studio. I'm using this microphone. I know it looks like I'm doing stand-up. I'm not doing stand-up. This is just the only mic that I have that travels. And they said, hey, record some audio, look through the script, uh, send it back, and we'll, I'll, you know, we'll give you some feedback and advice on it. And I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Bet. Let's, let's make that happen. So I recorded those lines pretty quickly, and I sent them back within a week. But it got weird after that I don't know why I don't know if there was like some sort of Hollywood behind the scenes stuff happening you know it's one of those things where in this business nobody tells you shit but things got a little odd and you know I think I assume at this point they were probably auditioning other people um for the role because I I knew some people in the industry who were older who were uh, friends of my dad who contacted me saying that they were taking them in for the role and they were sitting back like I don't I don't know how to sound like John I don't know <laughs> I have no idea what that is, but yeah, I just found that kind of interesting, but Hey, that's, you know, them's the breaks, but I wasn't worried. Cause I know what I'm capable of and I know my dad 
too well. Like, I know I know him like the back of my hand. I know how he breathes. I know all this stuff that not many people know. Plus, I have archives of footage on my computer if I ever need references. So I, it's like it's one of those things where it's like I have the moments, right? So then, like a little time goes by, and I tried to follow up with the producers that I was in contact with uh, about the workshopping session because they were like, "We're gonna like one v one. We'll sit down. We'll talk about it." Um, because they, they, you know, they were talking about they wanted to figure out the best approach to get this voice to be really perfect and sound as authentic and as much in his in his voice as it could sound. Um, and it was weird because every time I reached out, I was like met with excuses. I don't I don't know what happened or what changed, but they went from saying like, yo, we, J.D., we got to sit down. We got to figure this out, blah, 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 like a, within like the week of the funeral to. I, I I would like uh, contact them and say, hey, uh, you know, it's been a few weeks. I sent you and mind you, I sent them the audio and nothing, nothing had come from it yet. Uh, but they got back to me with a lot of like, hey, I'm busy. Um, sorry, I'm I'm not in the mental space for voices, which uh, I, I thought that was really weird to say to me. I was like, your dad didn't die. So I don't know why. I have no idea why you're, I mean, if you're grieving, sure, but it it seemed like it was like made up excuses to kind of give them time to work with the people they were working with. I have no idea. But yeah, I just thought that that statement just was weird. So then uh, a few more weeks go by and um, we never, we never got the chance. We, we never got the chance to sit down and workshop and work through the voice at all. Uh, so I just did what I do best. I just practiced and, you know, sat back watching like old videos of me and my dad reminiscing it, you know, it was pretty tough. Cause like it, the, the wound was so fresh and I, I, I'm, I'm capable of doing it. Like I don't get sad doing his voice. And I, I've heard people think that or contact me and say like, Hey man, I don't know if you're, I don't know if this is something you're able to do. And I'm like, no, I can do it. Cause like, it makes me happy. It doesn't make me sad. It, it, I, I get, I get like, I get happy when I can like bring his voice out of out of my out of my body and then kind of feel like I have a moment with him again. Then a month goes by and I don't hear anything, but randomly uh, within that month, uh, well, a month goes by without without me hearing anything, and then randomly they contact me with information about an audition uh, date to come into the studio and lay down some vocals. And it was pretty abrupt and random, you know, especially since they, they never gave me feedback on the audio I sent them. And I, I sent them like some good audio clips. Like it was me working on the voice and I was working on it so much that I started to like lose myself in it to the point where I, I sounded too much like him and it was like creeping me out. <laughs> oh, nice. Thank you, boy. Huey. 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 Huey, 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 was that you that just gassed that ruckus rally? Nigga, I ain't got no money. Drones cost money. Tear gas cost money. Get your ass upstairs right now. You alive and that's enough. Terrible fucking grandkids. Sorry I ever had kids and that they ever had kids. Shit. Damn it, ruckus. What is your fucking problem? Why can't you just leave us alone? Let niggas live in peace? Oh, how it pains the heart to see the ungrateful youth cast aside the sacrifices of great civil rights legends such as myself. 
who fought and died for that sacred right to have our voices heard. The right to vote? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Life under ruckus has sucked. I'll give you that. But tomorrow, I'll go cast my ballot for good old loser town. And that's it. Look, now, I paid good money for my house. And I ain't going anywhere. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No way. No way. All right, guys, that's me, J.D. Witherspoon. Let me know what you think. I also just thought it was kind of odd that they wanted to set up this workshop and 1v1 and get to get get down to business with all this stuff, but then they just started getting flaky. And, you know, it just, it, it, you know, it didn't get great from there. Now, the original date that I was supposed to go into audition was scheduled on a week where I was in New York. Um, if you follow me, uh, you saw that I was in New York, maybe on Instagram or somewhere. Um, and next thing you know, they scheduled it for the following week. Uh, and between that one week, it, it got really weird. Like, I I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's just like Hollywood BS started happening. That's the best way I can explain it. It's like they got more and more distant from me. And mind you, I've known these people since I was like 11. So it was pretty discouraging. So I, I would reach out with questions about the role since we never got a chance to sit down and talk about it. And it was like I was met with silence for a little bit. I got go not necessarily ghosted, but they were just kind of like they just kind of like left me on read. Didn't get like much out of it except for one word text replies and answers. And I didn't really think anything of it because I was just like, you know what? I'm a professional, so I'm just going to go in prepared and do what I know what I know. I, I know my dad like the back of my hand. I've had 31 plus years with him. And I don't want you all to think that I'm so adamant about this stupid job like at the end of the day I don't care about the job I wanted to honor him like I I felt compelled to to like not necessarily fill his shoes because that's a thing that I don't like hearing on the internet people say it all the time but it's like his shoes are filled he's he's gone he's passed away and I have my own life to live but I was I I I, I guess like a piece of me emotionally was clinging on to the fact that I guess this was like the last little piece of him that was left here on earth. You know, obviously I have his, my, I have my memories of him and I have my family, but this was like the last piece of what, what people knew him for that was left. And I, I kind of just wanted to do him proud. It was that it was more, that was the mindset that I was going through. <sighs> All right. So now we get to the day of the audition, right? Um, it was, it was weird. It was weird. I don't know how to explain it to you other than it, it was it was a very weird audition. Uh, when I got into the studio, I met up with the, the high ups that I knew um, on the creative team. I met the casting director. I was with some of the producers, the sound engineers and people in the room, uh, people that I knew personally who I've known for years. And when I was in the booth, you know, this is one of the like weirder things that happened. I was standing there and I'm looking through my script and it was a voice matching slash cadence slash you know performance um audition but i was really focused on trying to sound like my dad i know what the character sounds like he's established so let me just focus on that and i should be golden i know how to sound like my dad like you know like that so when i got in the room the casting director oddly said to me hey uh first time in front of the mic and i was like I was like looking around because I was I was actually concerned because I was like, no, has no one seen my like resume? Did my reps not send it? Which they did. 
or have they like have you not not even like have you googled me but i I have an imdb i have credits i i thought that would that like threw me off my game for like half a second not enough for me to do bad or anything just i was like no i (laughs) i have been in front of mics before i was like i'm on three animated series bro i was like i'm on two on adult swim one on fuse tv i was i i it really took me back hearing that and it was one of those things where i heard that and i thought to myself does no one does no one here know that i work in the voice acting industry because that's not that's not good like i thought someone would do their due diligence but you know i don't know um it was just a very odd encounter when i first got there i i did not expect that from the casting director all right, so the next part, we, we started the audition, and personally, I think I did a great job. I sat back and said to myself, I know this man too well for me not to do this right. You know, so I was in the room. I was doing my voices. I was keeping them up. We were doing all the boondocks-related stuff, but weird stuff just kept happening. Now, I would do, like, certain line reads, right? So I would read through the script, and I would read through the script, and when you're a voice actor, you know, you you have moments where you can hear that you're like not hitting the mark, right? But oddly enough, I was getting the okay from everyone in the room. Like I knew I was doing bad takes and I was like, hey, uh, let's run it again. And they were like, no, no, that's good. And I was like, no, <laughs> I was like, that was not good. I, I heard myself lose the voice for a few seconds and it kind of dipped into what I sound like or dipped into something completely different. And I thought that was extremely odd that they wanted me to kind of push through it and just say that like bad takes were good. Also, this was very, very concerning to me is I was in the room with the creative people, uh, higher ups, people who are making decisions on the show and who's going to voice who, who's going to act as what. And when you're auditioning for voice acting, you know, if you, if you get like that, because that was technically like a producer session. So if you get into something like that, there's a director, there's a producer, there's the casting director, there's uh, the technician, the, the people who are helping you read the lines and all that stuff. And it was a little weird because in the process, they'll kind of give you notes, right? Like, because it's a voice, you, you know, it's not like you're acting on camera. When you're acting on camera, some people will just let you do your thing and that's the same with voice acting, but the people behind behind the mic who are recording you, they are more hands-on, and they usually will give you notes while you're reading. But the weirdest part of my audition was the fact that when I was doing a majority of it, I got no notes. I got no feedback. I was just sitting there, and when I was going through it, I'm like, okay, this is interesting. And in my brain, this has never happened. I've never done a voiceover audition where someone didn't say hey can we do a second take or hey can you try it like this or hey what if you do what if you try that what if you do this I didn't get any of that so in my brain I assumed oh okay I'm killing it like nobody's got anything to say I'm doing so well that no one has any complaints I was like oh this is done this is a done deal I booked this no big deal because I've had jobs like that before but at the end of the day when I knew I did a bad take no one would stop me and that was that was so weird. It was so weird because I told myself, JD, that's not good. Like if they give that to whoever's making the final decisions, you're not going to get the job. So I would say, hey, can we please do another take? Now they get to cut and edit my audition. So I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what the hell they gave people. I It could be, it could have been good. It could have been really bad. 
I'll, I'll never know. Now, after I wrapped my, my audition, uh, I sat back and I talked with one of the producers and I told them, look, I was like, hey, you know, this is my dad. This means a lot to me. This is, you know, like, it's like personal. And I think, and it was one of those things where they, they were saying I was hitting the mark the whole time. And I just told them, hey, it'd be great to work with you guys and really flush out this character and make it as genuine and authentic as possible so that the audience, you all at home, can enjoy the new series and the reboot. And it feels like my dad. Because like at the end of the day, I just genuinely you know, wanted to do right by him. And I wanted to make sure that the fans at home get the best experience. I'm like, it had nothing to do with my career. <laughs> like it was, I, I can't even explain it in the sense of emotion. I just, I just wanted to like make him proud. Now we're going to talk about it getting even weirder after that, because after I said all that, the producer who I was talking with and was working with that day said that the choosing of the role is not completely up to them or the people in the room. They told me and broke it down that it's between them, the studio, the network, and one of the higher up creatives who specifically said that they do not want to be a part of this project if they don't get my dad's voice right. Now, when I heard that personally, I was confident. I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, oh, we're good then. Like, bruh, I killed that. I know my dad. I, you know, I'm, I'm here and I can do right by him and I can make everyone at home happy. It's a done deal. Like, especially if there's someone who is integral to the to the process of the show to the point where they said I listen you do it right sure we'll get it done if not I don't want to be a part of it I genuinely sat back and heard that information and said to myself there we go we're good man that's awesome we're we're gonna work on this show and it'll be really cool and um you know I know I know, I know my dad's looking down and he's proud obviously but it just meant a little more to me. And I was just, that information kind of like sealed the deal for me, despite how weird it was that day. I was like, okay, you all were acting really weird, but as long as there's someone on the outside looking in who can listen to my voice, hear the audition and say, okay, that guy got it. Like he nailed it. That sounds like John. That sounds like my dad. There's nothing else to worry about. And at the end of the day, it's not that I'm so confident i just personally think that i know how my dad sounds better than anyone else based upon the 31 years that i had living with him having so many conversations with him i know how he like laughs i know how he breathes i know i know the stuff outside of the character of granddad that people don't know and i've seen i've seen people on the internet try to sound like him but they're they're doing more or less a caricature of one of the characters he plays. They're not, they're not getting the nuances and the genuine cadence that my father sounds like, in my opinion. They're just doing a really decent cover. They're doing like a cover of a guy who's playing a guy. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's how it sounds to me. But to the normal, to the normal person's ear... Uh, you know, you all might not hear that. You you have to have an ear for voice acting. And a lot of at-home fans don't necessarily have it. They just hear like a, you know, funny version of somebody. And they're like, oh, snap, that's great. That's that, We're here. 
hundred percent. And it, and it'll be like so far off. And it's, it's just weird that, 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 that's how it works. Now, even after them telling me about who was a part of the decision process, it still got weirder. It got, it got even more odd because the same producer tells me like kind of kind of like in a sad like like melancholy type way hey listen no matter what happens i'll try to get you on the show and i was like i was like bro what are you talking about i just killed this audition what does that mean (laughs) i i didn't even really understand why they told me that that was weird of them i'm like that sounds like you're not gonna book me that sounds like you want to give it to somebody else already or you already found who they wanted to choose and for those of you who know hollywood or know how acting or voice acting any of that stuff works that happens that happens in hollywood where they will hire somebody to do the job and they'll have a a string of auditions left for people that that are already on the call-in sheet to come in and audition and they'll force these people to come in and perform for a job that's not even available anymore because somebody who's probably arrogant or just doesn't care to look at any other people is just sitting back and saying oh no no that we like that's it we're done that's him that's her that's who we're going to choose they don't give anyone else a chance and they just move on so hearing that kind of got me discouraged and i mean i didn't i still kind of was like i had a little bit of hope just because of what they told me about how somebody just said they will they refuse to be a part of it if it's not right and i was like well i know that if i do it it's right i just i just it's one of those things where not even because i'm his son it's more because i'm telling y'all i know this man it's uh, you know i'm i'm biased absolutely if this was like anyone else i would say yeah sure maybe i'm probably not the guy but for this specific role i i just could not i couldn't see anything but that and not even arrogantly just genuinely i was like uh, okay cool like i'm glad that i'm here i i would think that they'd be more relieved to know oh wait john passed away but he has a son who's a working voice actor who sounds exactly like him who has the credentials to show for it well what a saving grace this is amazing but look after the audition uh, we sat down and we talked for a little bit because like i said i've known some of these people for like the last 10 15 years i can't even remember i feel like i was like 14 or something when the boondocks first started in like 2000 something maybe 13 um so i've known these people for a long time in my life the ones that were part of the original crew and you know they showed me uh some some of the animation from the show and then you know i went on my way home i i went on my way home confident that i booked the job and i i just sat back and said you know strictly based off of what i gave them in the room i know that 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 had to be the most solid product they had heard I, I assume I, you know, confidence, bias, whatever you want to call it, you know, woefully ignorant. I just, it was one of them things where I'm like, if you guys want to do the job right, I just, I can't imagine you going with anyone else. Well, now here comes the unfortunate part of my video where three weeks later, I finally get a call back and they reach out to me and uh, it's one of the lead uh, creative producers and I was working with them that day. And they gave me the bad news that they were going to go with a different actor. And I I still, to this day, have no idea why. And when they contacted me, uh, this, this information just had me, like, like awestruck. Like, I, I was shocked because I, I just genuinely couldn't understand it. 
And like I said, till this day, I have no idea why, what, what is it that catered toward their, towards their decision. Um, but I also do remember during my audition that they, they did tell me about how they reached out to some, some specific actors literally the same week my dad had passed. And I was like, I was like, why are you telling me this? First off, I was like, first off, that's really rude and disrespectful because you're literally demeaning me (laughs) in front of me on the phone. Uh, And at the same time, you're making me feel less than now uh, while you're explaining to me how, oh, we sorry, man. You know, you're good, but eh, no, thank you. And mind you, like, that means they reached out to people the the weeks where like I I was waiting for them to get back to me uh, about the the one on one session and the workshopping and trying to and even just just man just even getting feedback on my audio like I was like how hard is it to write me an email and say hey J D this line was good that line was decent I think you can work on this I didn't even get any of that I was like yo what is this y'all are treating me like fucking garbage dog now personally I I know who they chose and. This part is really gross to me because I, I've i met this person twice. I don't fucking care for them. I doubt they care for me. It's neither here nor there. I don't, I don't like or dislike them. I just, I'm neutral about it. But I sit back and I realize now or like a little bit after this all happened that I had, I had seen this person who they casted for the role on my, my social media on Instagram and they were like watching my stories um, of, of like me and my dad, like the Starry Starry Night video that I put up and like the, the videos that are just the personal moments and the ones that are on my feed. And literally, I, I'm now realizing that they probably were <laughs> and it's fucking gross. They were probably trying to practice how to sound like him based off of my grief and the videos that I was posting. And like just thinking about that really disgusts me and makes me really angry. But that's Hollywood, man. Nobody gives a fuck about anybody's feelings, and they just, oh, you're sad. Well, we gotta, we gotta book. I gotta book this fucking role, man. I just hate that they were looking through my profile, using my grief as reference points for their audition. And I know this person was on my social media because we don't follow each other and i was like okay (laughs) that's fucking scummy man and and i don't know this this might just be me but when it comes to actors or voice actors or whoever portraying people who just recently died i feel personally this is just my own personal thing and you know some of you might disagree i think it's one of those things where if if it's like this situation where my dad died and then immediately after they're trying to replace him i would think that you as a human being not that you would turn down the role but you would at least reach out to the family and talk to us about how we feel about it and if we could like give you our blessing not saying that that matters not saying that anyone has to do that i'm sure there's probably some people who are like man fuck that i'm trying to try to get this bread bread i'm trying to get this money I just think that's, I just think it's gross. I, I, I just think it's gross. Like, they didn't go outside of Paul Walker. They worked with his own brothers who have, like, the same body frame as him to try to make the role as genuine and 
true to the character as possible. And that, that, that point is a little off topic, but I just think that that's just the type of person I am where if I was auditioning for the role of a, of a person who recently died, I would reach out to the family. I think the personally, I think the family should be involved and at least give like a small amount of input. If they're, you know, if they're at least like, you know, knowledgeable of the entertainment industry, which my family is. And they, they didn't do that. They didn't fucking care. Not, not, not just the actor, but the producers, the production, the, the network, the people, you know, nothing against the network and the production company. Cause I don't know anyone there. I have no idea. This is strictly like, this is strictly towards the people who know who they are, who are, who are possibly watching this. Like, you know who you are. And I think you're a fucking scumbag. Like, you know, like I, not just one person, like scumbags, plural. <laughs> I, I, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit if anybody feels a type of way about this because that's my dad, man. So let me not get too emotional, get angry, but that's my dad. And I don't even think people saw him as that. And I know that some of you all out there, you know, you see him as this entertainer, this beacon, this father, this uh, father figure in the entertainment industry, which he is. He is to everybody. But, you know, at the end of the day, he's like my biological father. And it just hurts so much more. Like you all are lucky enough to and I'm sure you have your own losses and grief and all that stuff. But it's so much different having a person of interest or a public figure, an entertainer die because I'm like I'm like I'm plagued with like seeing him every day I I would say that the people who can relate to this would be like um Vanessa Bryant and her family like I, I couldn't understand the amount of grief they're going through like my dad at least died after living a full life but Kobe and Gianna which is extremely sad like as long as basketball exists that family has to think about Kobe Bryant and and their daughter that it's never going to go away and when you're getting over the grief like I'm not over it at all it's so much harder like the depression builds up and you can't find a moment of escape like you you know some days I don't want to be sad some days I don't want to grieve about my dad uh there are days where I'm like I just want to post random shit on the internet and not have anybody respond with you are your father's son <laughs> and like i you know i'm not upset about it it's just a lot and in this whole process of auditioning for the boondocks i just felt like i was i mean not not that i deserve anything i just i just didn't understand the behavior of some of these people i was genuinely at a loss for words the way this was this was being handled and at the end of the day, they don't have to go home and cry for hours or like lose sleep over it. I've I've been for the for the better the the better majority of uh, like six months. I've just been like broken, like based because my dad is gone, and with that role being given to someone who doesn't know him at all. Like I want people to really consider that. Like it's someone who doesn't know him at all. It's not even a close friend. I could at least get behind like if a close friend from the industry kind of sounded like him and they just wanted to try something with an older guy sure <laughs> but yeah it's it just hurts man it really hurts and 
I, I'm not saying that I want anyone to start any type of ruckus or cancel culture. Please don't do that stupid shit. It's not going to do anything. I'm very much aware that I'm never going to work with these people ever in my career. And I am completely fine with that. Um, and I have this written in my notes. I'm kind of going off book, but it's, it's just, it just really hurts and it's unfortunate and it's just sad that not even like a month after he died, like a month and a half after he died, I had to go right back into the trenches and deal with another like minor, obviously loss. It's a role. It's TV. My career is fine. I don't care about the career aspect of it. I just feel like I lost a piece of my dad on top of losing him. So yeah, back to the phone calls. So the producer's like pleading with me and telling me that this is the right decision for the project and that I need to understand it. And I kind of, I kind of need to just accept it. And I was like, what is wrong with you? They're, like it was psycho, it was like psychological manipulation for no reason. I was like, you could just tell me I didn't book and get the fuck off my phone. You don't have to go into detail because you feel guilty because I'm going to be upset. But I, while they were talking to me, I, I was curious. I said, wait, I need you to tell me the truth though. And I asked them, does the person you chose sound more like my dad than I do? And their response was, it's not about that. What? What the, what the fuck was I auditioning for if it's not about that? I, I didn't understand why they would tell me that. I'm like, so you guys just had a preference? So you're telling me I was better than them. But you still went with the wrong. You went. You went the other way. <laughs> and in my opinion, it's the wrong decision. I'm sure by the time this shit comes out, it'll sound fine. It'll look fine. But I, I can't mentally handle the thought of my dead dad's voice trying to be manipulated and used for profit to be put on television for entertainment. I, that's me. Me personally. No one at home has to deal with this. Some of my family might deal with this if the, if it if it matters to them that much but after they told me that i i they they told me that they chose the the voice actor based off of their performance in the audition and 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 not necessarily the skill of sounding like my dad and that just didn't make sense it still doesn't make i don't get it <laughs> i don't get it because it's one of those things where my dad never recorded he never recorded any lines for this. You got a completely d different person who is doing their own unique and organic take on how my dad sounds. So to me, it sounded like that they were just going to get a new voice to play my dad. But for some reason, they still wanted it to sound like my dad in some sort of way. And here's where things got kind of, they, they, they just keep getting weirder and weirder. I told him at this point, oh, okay, well, you know, and mind you, I'm so cordial while this is happening. I'm not losing my shit or anything. I'm just kind of like, yes, I'm like listening and I'm trying to hold in my emotions. And I was like, all right, well, I mean, it is a reboot. It's not a continuation. It's a reboot of your series. So I guess in a sense, if you guys are going to go in a new direction, that's, I guess that's fucking fine. Whatever. Do your, do your new reboot version of my father. And it's funny because that struck a chord with them. They heard me say that. And they immediately got frustrated and said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, okay, listen. And, and it was like a harsh tone. And they said to me, no, it's still your dad. It's still in the vein of your dad. It's very much going to sound like your father. And I was like, 
then what but why i don't understand you're telling me you're you're trying to manipulate and sound like him but i gave you the product and you still didn't want that (laughs) uh and 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 i think that's what kills me about it is just that they they are sitting here telling me that this person took an organic take and a different like a look look at it from a different perspective on how it sounds to put a new spin on uh an already established voice and that's something i never considered doing because i've done voice matching i've done adr i've worked on films where i needed to sound like some other people and they always tell you stick to the script and sound like the person we're trying to make you sound like so I I couldn't fathom why they wanted to go in this weird direction. I still don't I still don't know. I I have no idea. And also I didn't understand why they would make that choice when the character is established, y'all. Unless you're literally going to change the cast and it's all new actors and it's a reboot but these are new voices, sure. I could understand that. But my dad's voice on as that character is established. We all know what granddad sounds like. And he's been doing the voice for over 10 years. And when I was in my audition, I strictly focused on trying to sound as much like him as possible. Now, if they would have given me the note of, hey, maybe you can like do something organic that you think might sound original, then yeah, sure, I would have tried that. I would have I would have done I would have spun it. I would have tried something that's not the usual and I maybe would have had it more in my own vocal tone or maybe like I have no idea what I would have done. I didn't get that note in the auditioning room because no one gave me feedback. It was weird. Yeah, I just didn't understand why they would go that route when the character's been established and he's he's set in stone, y'all. Like, that would be like trying to change Uncle Ruckus all of a sudden. Like, <laughs> he has a very distinct voice and you wouldn't go off book for that. Nor would you for Granddad, Huey, Riley, any of them. Stink meaner. I, I don't know. I, let me know if I'm tripping. So, yeah, we're still on the phone, and they're still trying to throw more bullshit my way and say that the actor had more of a, a veteran's performance than you, J.D., when auditioning. And, you know, it, it was it was just different than, than what you gave us in the room. And that, that threw me through a loop because I was just like, but when I was in the booth auditioning, no one said anything. You didn't give me feedback. I was in there doing you know, like the voices and you were nodding your heads. There were some people who were closing their eyes and they were listening and they seemed like they were so excited. Like, oh man, we got it. We're here. Oh, this is going to be great. Oh man. It was, it was, (laughs) it was very confusing. And it's also one of those things where I didn't appreciate being discredited with that veteran shit line. I was like, listen, bro, I've, I've been doing this shit. I've been doing voice acting for like the better the better half of seven plus years and I was like what what are you even saying to me it sounds like you're making excuses and giving me the runaround because you just don't want to admit that you made you or whoever whoever high up made this decision and uh you might have to live with the consequences that that's what I heard from it and also for those of you who are out there it's one of those things where there's a difference between voice acting and trying to replay a character while you're on camera because you know when you're auditioning and you're on camera you know they just kind of let you go and if they really like you they'll give you a second chance but when you're voice acting the director or the producer is there with you and they say hey let's try that a different let's try that a different way so in the sense of that veterans performance bullshit 
I sat back and was like, you're telling me that it was the difference between take one and take two, neither of which you gave me any kind of feedback on? How was I supposed to know how you wanted it to sound? I personally think I did it on, like, I, I mean, it doesn't even make sense. Why would you say that I sound more like him and then make that statement? I don't understand. It's been rattling my brain for like six months. I'm trying to tell I learned this shit in fucking in January. I've been holding on to it for a while because I was just like, well, who am I going to tell? What? Why? I don't know. And I was like really angry about it. So now I'm more, I'm still angry, but I'm a little more level headed and I'm moving past it. You know, now I, I know I knew something was fishy when the next thing happened. So we finish up that part of the conversation. And as we're wrapping it up, the producer says, hey, J.D., I know that you can't, you're not going to get a chance to play granddad, but we still want to offer you a role. I was like, wait, for what? Why? I didn't book the one I auditioned for. It was like they they wanted to give me a second place prize just so I didn't get mad, probably so I didn't make something like this, like a video where I I gave my feelings out and all that shit. And... They offered me the role to play my dad's character when he's younger. Young granddad, flashbacks, you know, the ones where he's like in the army and all that shit. And I think to them, they thought that that was like, oh, he'll love this. He's going to be so excited about this. But I was like, bro, that is demeaning and belittling of what I did in the booth. When you're telling me I nailed the voice, I can't have the voice. But here, here's a, here's a, here's some crumbs. Take these crumbs and... Will this make you happy? <sighs> um, I didn't think that made any sense because at that point I knew who they had chosen for the role and yet they wanted to take this character. And I want you all to really think about this as a voice actor. If there's any voice actors out there, you'll get what I'm saying. You're going to take a character and split them in half into two different roles. And that way it's that much harder for both actors to perform off of each other. Because if you split granddad into old man and young man, I will have to be stuck trying to voice this person's poor impression of my own father. <laughs> and that that that's and, and also it's just one of those things where the person who is going to voice them if they're, you know, I'm sure with time, they'll be capable of getting as far as they can to sounding like my dad, maybe. But I know who it is. And I know that if they were, it's one of those things where you can go into doing an old man's voice, and then you can come down and do your natural voice. So there's no need to split the character. That was very much a, you know, uh, let, let let's have our cake and eat it too type of moment because I'm sure that if they chose me there would be no conversation about splitting the role I would do the old man voice and then when I'm done doing the the old man voice I would bring it down and I'll just talk I would just talk kind of like the old man but in this voice now personally I believe they made that random offer because they probably wanted to have a feel-good story for you all at home because here's the thing, and here's why I don't feel bad about making this content. I gave, I gave them the benefit of the doubt, and I gave them time to put out a, uh, a statement on casting. Like, do any of you all think it's a little odd 
that they casted the role in January, but no one has no one has said anything about who they cast. And the main thing about that is I think they're as aware as I am that not that I'm perfect and I need to play the role. And I'm sure plenty of y'all would give me backlash. You'd be like, his son? Oh, who's his son? We don't know this dude. Man, he don't, he can't, he ain't his daddy, blah, blah, blah. Sure. I'm aware of that. I get that all the time. I've gotten that since I was a kid. That's fine with me. I would just have to show you all the work and explain to you that I'm very capable. I posted my voice acting reel the other day. For like half a second, I do my dad's impression on the show Sugar and Toys that I'm on. We did like a parody sketch um, of Friday the 13th, but it was based off of Friday. Don't nobody go in the bathroom for the next 35, 45 hours. Somebody open a window. Son, a real man don't need a gun. A real man needs a deal. Ain't gonna be no next Friday, or Friday after next, or Friday after next Friday. Until someone in this motherfucker give me a check. Yeah, boy. And from that clip, plenty of people reached out and said, oh, shit, JD, so you playing your dad, right? On the boondocks, because you're him. <laughs> Not necessarily him, you know what I mean. You're, you, you are his seed. You are a professional voice actor. You are going to be the best person suited to make this as genuine as possible for the audience at home to enjoy it and also feel like granddad's still here. So, yeah, when they offered me that role, I told them on the phone, I don't think I'm going to take it. And they said, well, just wait and wait for the offer and let us know how you feel. And I was like, I just don't think that's I like I'm already feeling how toxic this is. I'm not I'm not going to put myself in a place mentally where I'm going to work with people that I genuinely hate for this decision. Like, no, I, I wouldn't do that. I would I'd much rather try to avoid all of you for the rest of my life. But here's the thing that I think they were trying to pull off is they would have a feel good story if they if I did agree to that. Because whenever they whenever they're gonna freaking release that information, which I think is not any anytime soon now, I think they're just gonna produce the product. They could have had a story where they would have been able to choose the actor that they wanted for whatever reason and also choose me to play younger granddad and then that way you get yourself like a deadline article that says my last name and my dad's last name and also whoever they chose and it it, it looks it looks good on paper for people who are you know at home like you who are like oh this is this is beautiful this is great i'm sure you would have said the same thing if you just would have casted me but um but yeah and it was one of those things where there was there was no other options it was between me and one other person and they went with the latter and I, like I said, I don't know why. I have no idea why. After receiving this information and being told, "Oh, you sound more like your dad," uh, we we think we think we think you do a better version of your dad. You're going in there, uh, blah 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 blah. I'm like, so why did y'all make this decision when you knew it was going to get backlash? Because here's the thing: they knew. Because where is the where is the article? I know who they chose, and I know that they enjoy posting whenever they book something. Because I've seen their social media. It's one of them things where it's like, yo, you know, when you're an entertainer, you like to let, know, let people know that you're booking stuff. Nothing's come out. Because I'm sure PR has said, hey, do not say anything. This is a little touchy. And we might get hate for it. And we don't want to destroy the product before it comes out. So let's just keep it a secret. 
and we'll tell everybody the day it drops. But yeah, I say all that stuff because, you know, it's been six months and I received this information in January about their choice to cast who they who they chose. And it isn't someone who's close to my father. It's not me. <laughs> uh, and they still haven't made any public statements. So, you know, there there's a thought. I know that when we were wrapping up that phone call, they told me that uh, somebody would be reaching out to me to give me the offer for young granddad right on the show, even though I told them I'm probably not going to take it. Oh, here's here's the thing that they told me. They were like, J.D., they were trying to like prove me wrong on the phone. They, they, they said, you can listen to the audition tapes, man. You can listen and you can tell for yourself. Now, trust me, in the moment I wanted to be like, hell yeah, send them shits right now. Send those. But I was trying to be a professional about it. So I kind of was like, uh, yeah, I guess maybe I'll listen to them eventually because they wanted me to accept it. They wanted me to sit there and be like, you're wrong. Sorry, you're wrong. This is the right choice. You're tripping, JD. It was just one of the things that like in the moment I, I didn't take up them on the offer because I, I was just traumatized. I was sitting there and I'm like, I, why, why is this happening to me? I just lost my dad. Why am I dealing with this right now? Uh, oh, oh, the funny thing. Here we go. Yeah, I'm reading it. The funnier thing is that I never got the role. That They never offered me this role that they supposedly had for young granddad. I never got a call about it. I didn't even reach out to them about not wanting to do it. I just said that on the phone and I was waiting. And that offer never came. My agent was like, hey man, I don't, I don't even know if this is a real role. <laughs> they were They were like, I'm waiting to hear back and it never came through. And I think it's because it was just an idea on paper. I don't think that it was anything that was tangible towards what is coming out for the show yet. It's probably something that might come out later down the line. But right then and there, it was just kind of like, oh, my God, let me let me get J.D. back on my side. Uh, uh, I'll give you a roll. And that's that's first off, stop trying to manipulate me. <laughs> Secondly, no, thank you, because I don't want to fucking work with y'all. Thirdly. Yeah. No, thanks. Oh, and also, I know for a fact that it's not in the pilot because I I have the pilot. I have it on my on my computer or my iPad or something, and I've read it. There's no young granddad in there, so very odd that they would even bring that up. And yeah, I'm pretty sure that they offered me that, and they also uh, thought to themselves, like, JD will love this. He'll he'll be happy and excited to just be able to work with us and this and that and get this consolation prize uh, and just be involved with the project at all. And I was like, I was like, has no, do y'all, I was like, am I, do y'all think I'm a little baby or something? First off, your casting director got me fucked up because you didn't even, didn't even bother to see if I like was a working voice actor. Secondly, I don't want to be a part. I, like, I don't, who does that? I, like, I understand when you're not right for the role. So it's somebody, maybe they offer you something different, but I've never seen this before where you're it's, it's voice acting y'all. I'm not, I'm not getting on camera. It's voice acting. I can sound old and then sound young. And so can the person they chose. So, they know that this was just like a let's not get JD on our bad side type of situation. All right. So, look, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, I don't even know how to explain this, but it felt like when he told me that, like, I lost my dad for a second time. It wasn't obviously as devastating, but it just it, it, it was it was just too close to losing him to not be just unbearably upset about it. And I I also know that, you know, some people might say that uh and i mentioned this earlier that i can't live up to my father which is fine i completely understand 
Uh, people are biased. I get it. I, I don't, first off, I don't want to be my dad. <laughs> I, I did want to honor him in that moment, but I don't, I don't ever want to be him. And my dad showed me that respect because he knew I wasn't trying to be him growing up. I'm nothing like him. We don't look the same. We don't act the same. We might do similar things. I do stand up comedy. I like to act. I just, I'm an outgoing person. I don't know how to explain to you that I just, you know, if you grow up watching it, I was like, oh, and mind you, I wasn't like a kid actor. I got into it when I was like 20, <laughs> like 10 years, like, ni- like 1920, like early college. Cause I wanted to originally be an artist and then art didn't work for me. Cause I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do with art. And people were like, well, you're funny. Why don't you try to act? That's the only reason I did it. I didn't do it. Cause my fucking dad was an actor. That's his, that was his lane forever. It's always been his lane. I was, I was uncomfortable when I started doing stand-up comedy because a friend of mine bet me, uh, that we should go do it. Like he, or he, he like, he like, uh, he just kind of like dared me to do it. And I was like, Oh, do we, I don't want to do that. My dad does that. And next thing you know, I tried it and it was fun, uh, you know, and now it's just, it's just like a fun thing. I don't need to become a famous stand-up comic. I don't need to become a clone of him. That's not, that is not my plan. Um, also I feel like I'm getting very like snippy. So let me, let me calm down a bit and let me continue telling you the story. Okay. I think it's just one of those things where at the end of the day, if they would have casted me for the role, I think all of you would have sat back and listened to me do what I do best. And I think everybody would have been happy to have me to be a part of it. And I think the people who are on the cast would have been happy as well. Cause I don't even, I don't even know what their thoughts are of this whole situation. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, and, and like I said, this is a very, very specific situation. I would never do this for anything else. <laughs> I would never do this for a role for a commercial I didn't book or a, a TV gig that I didn't book. It, this is, this is not about the role for me. This is about being a part of something that my dad was a part of and honoring him because he was my father. And I would never expect to be in if they do a fourth Friday. I don't, I don't, I don't expect to be anywhere near that. I know cube. I'm good friends with cube. I know, uh, you know, Mike Epps. I know Chris Tucker. I know all these people. They're friends of mine. I know Tiny Lister. I know all of them. Uh, Regina King, I know them all. But I don't expect anything like that. I don't expect you to throw me on camera to honor my father when we don't look anything like each other or or uh, or that, you know, that I didn't audition and earn it. I'm not I'm not expecting that from anyone. And even even if that was a thing that they approached me for it wouldn't even work like un- unless they did a scene where we're breaking like the the damn near fifth wall instead of the fourth wall and it's like me and uh my boy O'Shea who's Ice Cube's son uh and and we redo the scene where uh uh my dad and Cube are doing the the bathroom or uh 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 every time I come to the kitchen when he kitchen eating all the food Oh, the hog mouth. Oh, the pig's feet. I like pig's feet. Sure. If that was, if that was the case and we did that and then O'Shea's character, like maybe he's like a fake version of Cube, like a young version, but he's not Cube. And he's like, where'd you hear that from? And I'd be like, I don't know. I heard it in a movie somewhere. Sure. That's a, that's a funny bit. That's a funny bit that you could put in a Friday, fourth Friday movie. But other than that, I don't expect any... I don't expect anything like that. I don't need it. I'm doing fine. I'm 
I work. I currently work on TBS. I'm on an animated show that's coming out soon. I have a second season of an animated series that I'm working on for Adult Swim. It It's less about the work. It's more about the principle. Especially because I spoke with people about this that I know personally and in the industry and they were like yeah that's weird they know that's going to get backlash right they know that that's a slap in your face right like that's like a fuck you to you and your family and i'm not bringing my family into this because this isn't about them this is my experience with this project but i knew it was one of those things where i was like i was going crazy for a minute i was like yo do i not fucking do I not know what my dad sounds like? Am I not like the guy that, that like like not that not that I need to be? But what, what the fuck? What is this? I was losing my shit, man. I was like having mental like I was having like anxiety attacks. Like it was like panic attack. It was not cool. But they don't fucking care because they're just trying to make their fucking cartoon. I don't give a shit about that cartoon, dude. Like my dad was on a bunch of stuff. I care about my dad. And I just hope people understand that. Like, you know, if you have family and loved ones or if you're related to someone who's in the industry and like you're going to lose them and it's going to become a spectacle, I hope you handle it well because it's a lot. It's it's difficult. It's sad. Every place I turn, I feel like I see him. It like almost haunts my dreams sometimes. And I'm not I'm not yet emotionally equipped to deal with it like I will eventually but it's just very tough y'all it's <laughs> y'all y'all see me post fun things online and sometimes I post emotional stuff and I I kind of I'm not afraid of telling people about my emotions but you ne- you're not there when I'm like crying all father's day cuz I don't have a father to celebrate with and I know there's plenty of people who also don't have fathers I'm within the first year of my dad dying and leaving me so it's a lot more difficult for me right now. I know with time, hopefully it'll get better I, or I'll be able to deal with it better. But it's still it's still just like the worst. It's the worst. It, this is the worst feeling and the worst part. This is the worst thing I ever have in my life. I know I couldn't control it, but in my brain, he was supposed to be here for another, I don't know, eight, ten years, I guess, if he like was slightly healthier or I don't know, or if we knew that maybe something was coming, I don't know. But the abrupt, just I'm checking out. And the last thing that me and him talked about had nothing to, it was just meaningless, meaningless. Like, I mean, it wasn't meaningless. Like talking to him meant something, but the conversation was like, we were just shooting the shit. You know, it's just like, you don't want to remember your last conversation is something like that, but you can't control it. And uh, I just don't, I don't know how to explain to y'all that this is just like really hard. I hope you understand. I hope you're not sitting here criticizing me thinking I'm just tripping over this. And, you know, I I definitely am. I will say that I am because it's personal and I don't know. I don't know how to act. That's the thing. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't, I've never experienced this. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. And then on top of that, the whole entertainment industry part is just, it's just dark and scummy and it makes me like sometimes not want to be a part of it. So I can handle it. I got tough skin, but I also don't think I need to bury my head in the sand and be quiet about it. I think I should be able to speak my mind. 
So that's where we are right now. All right. So back to trying to explain the difference between uh, acting on television, and doing voiceover. So when it comes to doing the voiceover of my dad, uh, you're not you're not going to see me. You're not going to see me on the boondocks. You're just going to hear my voice. And I believe I'm very good at channeling my father due to my skill set. And I think you all would have just got the best scenario for the cartoon reboot personally. And at the end of the day, uh, I think the show would have been done right. I think that's one of the things that's really killing me is it was as if when they were telling me this decision of theirs, they were like, yeah, we know it's the wrong decision, but we're going with it. And I was like, are you sure? And they were like, yeah, yeah, there's nothing you can say. We don't care about your feelings and we don't think you are capable of giving us what we want, regardless of how good you think you are or the fact that we told you that you that you sound better you sound like your father more so yeah with that being said uh thank you for your service and uh our we won't call don't call us we'll call you it was one of those i would i would i would sit back and sit back and think they they know that this choice is probably one that would not fare well with people i'm sure over time people aren't going to care after you know the you know the 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 Nobody's going to cancel it. Don't boycott it. I don't fucking care. I don't give a shit. But it's one of those things where the fact that they have not said anything and they were very vocal at a certain point prior to my dad passing away. It speaks volume. Just why? Hey, hey, man, put it put it out. I'm sitting here. I'm still giving them grace. That's the thing. I could sit here and give out names. I could go through my phone. I could do receipts. I could do all this tacky shit, this petty shit. But I'm still a professional at the end of the day, and I'm not going to throw them under the bus like that because they've already set themselves up for for the shits. So when they choose to, they'll choose to. I tried to wait. I sat back and was like, oh, it'll probably take them like a week. Okay, it'll probably take them like a month. Okay, two months. Okay, they're probably going to put out a statement in like three months, four months, five, six. I'm like, oh, they're not going to say shit. (laughs) They're not going to say a fucking thing. Because they don't want anyone on the other side, on the consumer market, the people who are going to watch the show, they don't want anyone putting any bad karma on it. Which I get. You want you want your product to go and you want your product to do well. But it's shady, man. It's scummy. It's it's like it's not even scummy to me. I feel like it's shady to the fans, like loyal fans who want the show to be done right and taken care of. And these are characters that they care about. I I I would much rather them have said something by now and dealt with the PR backlash and then eventually everybody gets on the same page and then I could have given my thoughts but I came to terms with oh they're not going to say anything JD so the only time that you have planned to respond is the week it drops the week it comes out and then people call hit me up like yo yo you look, I see you on the boondocks and I'm like yeah no uh, guess again. At this point, uh, where I am now, I pretty much assume that it was a decision that must have been just like a Hollywood move. I think because it was weird. Because I asked the producer, I was like, I was like, the the creative director, the producer, whoever I was talking to, I was like, hey, is this something where like you wanted me, but they said we don't want him? You know, maybe they were like, he's not big enough, he's not famous enough, he's not someone who's on, I don't know, fucking on, on TMZ enough. I'm thinking maybe that was it. Possibly. I could I could understand that. I, I'm not I don't think I'm a celebrity. I think I'm on my way to building my own path, a path that 
a lot of you are, you know, may or may not want to follow on the journey, but maybe that was it. I, I could see that being a thing, but I mean, I'm still proud of all the work I've done. I'm proud of everything I'm, I'm going to do. I'm excited for whatever new opportunities happen. This was just one of those ones where I was like, I, I really don't even, I can't believe that they would go the other way. They, they did not blame it on the production company. They did not blame it on the network. They were just adamant in saying that that was the right choice and I needed to accept it. <sighs> and, um, oh, well, let me get into this because I didn't sign any fucking NDA, so I'm not afraid of talking. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not calling anybody out, but I am saying that, uh, when they had me audition, uh, they were telling me about how they want to use uh, audio technology to try to make the performance and possibly pull old audio clips from old episodes of the boondocks to create this like deep fake audio have you guys ever seen that video where joe rogan talks uh to, to uh, talks and it's not his voice and it's like a google assistant talking ladies and gentlemen welcome to another episode of i'm not joe rogan no seriously I am not. This is Joe Fogan speaking, an artificial intelligence created by Dessa. You guys know David Barstow. He's a New York Times reporter who won the most Pulitzer Prizes for journalism in history. He recently followed a crazy deep learning company called Dessa, as they created the world's first combination of realistic AI, voice and video. Here's what they created. I've been thinking, and I realized that it's been almost 10 years since the first episode of the podcast. That's fucking crazy. This show has become my life. That's why I decided to go out with a bat. So, on December 24th, we'll be doing our last episode, episode ever. That's exactly 10 years since the first episode came out. It's been a good run. And we're all going on. They're trying to get something like that in order for you all to have the illusion that that sounds like my dad talking on the new episodes or new series whatever it is of the boondocks so it's like deep fake technology but for audio in order to make the voice actor sound as much like my dad as possible using a mixture of their performance plus deep fake audio and possibly grabbing old clips is what i just said audio clips and from previous seasons it's it's like they're gonna do that in frankenstein some type of weird fake version of my dad and that is like so fucking scary to me uh and when they told me that, I was confused because I was like, hey, I don't I don't think you're going to need to do that if you hire me. I think I'll be able to hit it on the nose enough for you guys to maybe pitch up my audio, pitch down my audio, maybe tweak it a bit, and we'll get it there. But this weird technology that they want to use to recreate his voice out of nowhere I just, I just, it was, that's just overwhelming. And I don't even want to think about that. I don't want to think about a world where I have to sit back and see a commercial for a TV show that my dead father is on and he, he's nowhere near here. And, and, and also the fact that they're going to try to own his voice. And I, and from what I know, my family's not involved in any of that. My, my mom has not spoken to anybody over there on their, at their camp. I know I'm not involved so it's it's really sketchy and i'm not i'm not a fan of what it what it is that they're trying to do but you know when it comes to hollywood they don't care <laughs> hollywood doesn't give a shit about my feelings and you know uh and specifically with the people that i was in contact with 
it was just all about them being right, me being wrong, being told that I basically was not good enough to play my own father, despite the fact that that outcome that their choices will probably inevitably inevitably bring backlash. Uh, None of that mattered because they refuse. They refuse to back down when I questioned it. You know, it's till this day. Like I said, I I don't know the reason or the criteria for their choice. And after after this whole situation, I I reached out to some friends right in the industry to get their opinion. When I told them about this, because they know the people that are in these circles, and they've also had experiences with the people that I worked with, and they weren't too surprised about how things went down. They were saying along the lines of, oh, yeah, I mean, this is really disappointing and it sucks for you, but I don't put it past the people that you were in talks with. Um, this this is how they operate. And this is just part of their their process. Also, with that, I, I would like all of you to know, everybody to know that, you know, I, I don't I don't believe and I, I I believe I mentioned this earlier. I don't I don't believe I just deserve my father's role because I'm his son. I hope nobody here is watching and thinking that this situation is more the fact that I felt like the casting decision was wrong. And since they still refuse to uh, let me hear the audio, by the way, I didn't I didn't get a chance to explain that to you, did I? I didn't get a chance. The fact that uh, when I asked them finally for the audio. Oh, yeah, they were like, no, nah, we're good. <laughs> when I got that type of inkling of, oh, something sketchy is going on. I, I think that I'm right in how I feel about this whole situation. I wasn't considering making the money. I, was, I wasn't even thinking about, I wasn't thinking about any of that stuff. Whatever he was going to get paid, they, they weren't going to pay me that. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not my dad. I don't have his, his uh, star in this entertainment industry that, that allows me to be paid X amount of large dollars for whatever. I'm absolutely sure they would have tried to low cut me or under, under, uh, undercut me or lowball me. I, I'm fine with that. I didn't, I damn near would have almost done, I would have done it probably for free just because it's like the last piece of him on this earth that's still going to be around that is like tangible. So I, I don't know. My emotions got the best of me and they still do. And I just, I just wanted to be a part of a piece of his life but you know i never have been a part of any of any of his entertainment endeavors so i kind of look at it from the perspective of well jd i never really i mean me and him shot like one tv show pilot together <laughs> but other than that you know he never he never he never gave me handouts i never expected them so i hate that this situation happened but i know i'll be able to live with it is what i'm trying to say i also never thought that this would like help my career I, I hope none of you think that I I was like, yo, I don't I don't care. I lost like the, the one dude who really understood me. I don't care where my career really goes from now on. I'm very cavalier about it. You know, if people want to hire me, great. If, if they don't, then they don't. I can figure something else out in a perfect world. My dad would just still be alive, y'all. Like it would be that simple. My dad could still be here. He would have done this job and I would have never had anything to do with this shit. And I, I would not have to feel like this. I wouldn't have to be so emotionally uh, just just worn down. I I could just be living my life normally. And I I mean I I would have at least even even if he still passed away, I wish he would have just finished this one job too, not for my sake, but just so that just I don't know, just so that like you all could have gotten a chance to enjoy him for one last one last go and all that other jazz, but I mean, I, I saw the I saw all the other stuff, all the threads. I don't know the the gossip, 
blogs and people who were saying uh, that they should just, you know, get rid of his character. Hey, I'm with that, too. Honestly, at at this point, I I considered that I was very much in the mindset that, like, if they don't hire me or even if they even if they did, maybe an out would be a good idea just so that you can pay respects to the character and I even saw the the thread about how uh, I think they were saying like uh, Jennifer Lewis could play the grandma. I was like, "Yo, low key, that's a funny bit." The entertainment industry is not going to just take a take a idea off the internet and go and run with it. But I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind them swapping Jennifer Lewis in for for the role, man. Like <laughs> that way you could lay. Like I mean, I get it though. My dad is not the character, and that's the thing. I I know that my dad is not granddad, but at the end of the day, I'm not y'all not going to act like granddad was not maybe based off of my father or the fact that without my dad there there is no granddad and i'm and i'm saying that knowing that even i wouldn't be able to do him a hundred percent justice but i would i think that i would be able to give you all a product that you would have went home and watched the show and enjoyed it and sat back and been really happy just to know that like i was trying to honor him as 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 much as possible because you know at the end of the day when you think about this character what do you think about think about my dad man i just thought it'd be really special if i could keep uh keep keep his like star alive for just a little bit longer i don't i don't want to eat off of my dad while he's dead i think that is fucking gross all right i know that i know that i'm trying to defend trying to receive the role but i don't want to i don't want to milk him for what he's worth or a dead person for what he's worth. I, I, it's one of those things where this, this show's going to happen with or without me. I would much rather it be with me than without me. But I'm at the point where I know that that's not going to happen and I don't care anymore. So I just wanted to voice what happened and give you all what my situation was. I think it, it just it's just one of those things where if they would have at least done the back work of Let's get somebody who people can res- can resonate with similar to John instead of trying to carbon copy Frankenstein his voice so we can make this cartoon. So like, look, after sitting with this information for probably three weeks, maybe a month or something, uh, and never getting a- never getting an offer to play young granddad, I finally wrote a text thread, like a long one, to the the creative producers and the people who I was working with and talking with, and just gave them my thoughts on the project and just told them I I. I just told him, I was like, yo, I think you guys made the wrong decision. And I tried to explain to them that the last few seasons of the TV show didn't, you know, I know the fans didn't love them uh, season four and five, you know, because they, they were kind of like displaced and the creative team behind it was a little off on the show. And it left the, 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 the vibe of the boondocks in season four and five feeling really non-organic uh, to its original three seasons, which to me, that's, that's the best. That's what the, that's what the fans love. And when I was trying to explain that to them, I, I was trying to really, I was trying to really get it through to their, to through to them that casting someone who doesn't know the nuances of my dad, uh, the way that I do, it means that they're going to miss out on certain, certain genuine things that my dad does that nobody else knows about that he displayed to me throughout my whole life, you know, and it's it's whether it's growing up and understanding his cadences, his speech patterns, the way he eats, the way that he breathes, the way that he talks, uh, the different octaves of his voice, how he laughs, how he like gets upset. I, I just think that's the type of stuff that is re- it's going to it's to me it's going to sound really bare bones. So like I was trying my hardest to to like get those those points 
through to them and that you know if they if they chose to go down this route you're going to get more backlash than originally anticipated and i'm sure that the backlash it might not last forever it, it won't last forever people eventually you're, you'll watch it and if you tune in you'll might like it who knows for a tv show that a lot of people who are really excited to watch those of you at home i believe that is the the main reason that you haven't heard any updates on this other than this this is going to be the update and like i don't know this might get picked up by news articles all that stuff i'm just speaking and talking about how i feel i'm not trying to throw anybody in particular under the bus i'm just telling y'all what my situation was there's been no updates on the show since my dad died because you know uh they're trying to produce it y'all oh y'all know they're working on it right like it's it's being worked on like right now and they're trying to make the product so that they can distribute it without receiving any negativity you know so, so that once you see the show you, you can't really go and complain what are you gonna do it's already out you know and hopefully and like you know on their terms they're probably gonna sit back and say all right cool it's out Hopefully people like it. Hopefully we get picked up for more seasons, this and that. And it's like, I'm not here trying to cancel a whole goddamn show. I'm really not trying to do that. I'm just trying to tell you that best of luck with whatever this is. Let me be clear. Um, this is this is not me just trying to plead my case to want to voice my dad's role uh, still, because at this point, I don't I don't I know it's not possible. It's not it's not going to happen because with all the people that are involved, it, it would be the most toxic work environment ever. And I don't even think I could bring myself to work with these people now after what what has transpired and vice versa. I doubt they want to fucking work with me. They're probably going to sit back and be like, no, 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 we're good. We're good. <laughs> and I remember after sending them my original text thread about how I felt their response, which came like many days later, was nothing. It was silence. I, I got the cold shoulder and uh, they practically just started ghosting me. And I think they told people who work on the production, like, don't don't contact him anymore don't don't talk to him we don't want we, we we the train is going we do not want him getting on and uh yeah you know that was really upsetting because i've known these people since i was a kid i i realized that they do not know me as jd witherspoon the actor the performer the voice actor the impressionist the stand-up comedian the whatever on, i don't know online influencer stuff that i do every once in a while all they know is me as my father's son. And I sit back and say that that's possibly the, the same for a lot of you all who are watching me in the last in the last six months or since my dad died. You probably are in the same boat. You, you don't really know me. You're trying to get to know me. But I think it's just one of those things where I, I would really appreciate if y'all understood that I had my own career prior to my dad dying. <laughs> I was my own person. And when my dad passed away, you know, everybody started searching the internet for answers and ending up on social media pages. And they ended up following me because I was the only person in my family who really like I, I, I'm on the internet like that. I understand you're like following to like honor my dad. And I appreciate that. But I understand that a large majority of you all only know me as John Witherspoon's son. I'm not crazy. I'm not sitting here. I'm not going to get mad at you all if that's why you followed. Because I've had people say, like, hey, now, they don't get it twisted, son. I, I ain't following you because I know you. I'm following you because you're daddy. Sure. That's fine. I cannot control that. So whatever. I, I don't I don't mind. That's not a big deal. I don't. I, I wish. I think it's one of the things where it's, like, not unfortunate, but it's, um discouraging i guess but i get it like yeah sure i follow you because you know because you're friends with so-and-so sure i'm not i know that that's a real thing and i've had to deal with it all my life so this is not news to me i would love for you all to get to know my background and understand how hard i've worked to get where i am and maybe uh, you know you may or may not assume like <laughs> 
I'm, I'm sure that plenty of you, because this is this is just how it has been ever since I've been a kid. It's just like, oh, you're you're just you're just who you are because your dad. Sure, man. I can't I can't make those people change their minds. I know that there's plenty of people who listen who are listening to this, uh, who follow me, who know who 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 knew me, <laughs> uh, for a while before my dad ever passed away, or even before they knew who my dad was. I had friends in the stand-up comedy community who had no idea that he was my dad because I just don't bring it up. It's not. It's not, it's not the the opener for my conversations. I don't start with, "Hey, guess who my dad is." I'm I'm not that type of person. Uh, my dad is not the type of person to teach me that. Uh, you know, like the whole nepotism thing. It's it's one of those things where he worked hard because that's what he was about, and he his working hard taught me work ethic. Same with my mother and family members. You know, it's very it's very uh that's very diminishing of everything that I'm capable of or everything that he's capable of like if it was vice versa and people knew him for me or if people know uh, some of my family members because they follow me online like my brother or my wife or my best friends or my mom or whoever it's just you know it's unfortunate when people try to use that as a reason to justify I only support you because of this all right I get it I just don't think it's healthy to go around only doing that but that, that's just how I feel and I would just say that at the end of the day my, my dad knew how hard I worked and also just that I never wanted to use him or clout chase or ride his coattails to become who I was and that's one of the reasons that I really love my dad because he knew how different I was from him and he was from me he, w- he would never sit back and say oh JD you following 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 in my footsteps huh jd <laughs> he would he would never say that bro if y'all knew my dad if y'all really knew my dad oh my goodness he oh he don't give a shit he doesn't give a shit he never gave a shit about stuff like that he gave a shit about like me as a fan as my as his son but he just it was never a concern of his about if if i if i if i was going to need his help to get anywhere in life he he led by example is what i would like to say and also i think you all know or maybe maybe you don't know because now i've been posting about him all the time because i'm really upset that he's gone but prior to that like you know i would post every once in a while but we didn't have like a father-son entertainment relationship like some families that's not what we did like my dad was focused on his career and providing for us his family and you know he supported me up until he didn't have to which has been like damn near 10 years (laughs) like i haven't had needed anything from my parents in a while Maybe, maybe eight years. Maybe I'm being generous. Maybe I'm a little generous with the 10. Maybe a little generous. (laughs) But, you know, he supports me. He supports my brother, my mom, and whatever that we want to do in our lives. You know, he was committed to his craft and appreciated and respected that uh, I have my own hustle. You know, I have my own hustle and I I wanted to get my own and uh, not ever really use him as a reason for why I'm not successful or, oh, I I should jump on the bandwagon. Like, when I was growing up, I would always have people telling me that. They would be like, Oh man, your dad's an actor, man. You, uh, man, you, what, what you doing? You must be. You got your foot in the door, huh? You probably getting it. I'm like, I don't know who you think my dad is. My my dad is not looking for young, young twenty to thirty year old roles. He's he's booking roles for him, and he's getting offers that are for him. He he, you know, he he has. I think maybe I don't know. Maybe once has mentioned like, "Hey, JD, you should go in for this." I know someone there, but I'm like, "All right, cool, man. Well, you you have to make that call. I don't I don't know. I don't know them." <laughs> and I think that's what it is. Even with this situation, I think that's what it is. At the end of the day, those people who made that decision don't know me. 
and I didn't, they didn't care to get to know me, which is really sad because they've known, they've met me, they've met me multiple times in the last 15, 16 years, but they did not know me f- out. They didn't know me farther. They, I, they don't, what's the word? I don't know them farther than I can throw them. They only knew me as my dad's son. Same with like, you know, uh, my brother and my mom, you know, I, I mean, to an extent, it's just one of those things where it's like, these are, these are the people that are attached to him. So, I mean, at the, when, when noticing that, I, I don't even know why the fuck they let me in the room then. <laughs> if you, if you weren't going to do any due diligence and check out what I'm capable of, but I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I'm just saying that none of that stuff, like nepotism, writing coattails, that's not, that's not what helped me become who I was today. And just for those who may think that, cause I, I get, I get those comments. I get motherfuck- I get people in my chat, in my comments, man, you, you not your dad. You, you are not your dad. Uh, you'll never live up to him. I don't want to, <laughs> I want to live my own life. And he uh, respected that and appreciated that. So that's not a plan that I ever had. I'm always going to be myself. And I recommend that you all do too. I don't think you should follow in your parents' footsteps. I think everybody should be their own individual person. That's what I think. <laughs> So then that's what my dad thought too. All right. So finally, a certain amount of time went by and I finally got a response from the creative producers uh, that I was originally in talks with. And they responded to my long thread about my concerns for the show. And they responded with very, very short one worded answers about how it wasn't their fault that I didn't get chosen and that the network and the production company are the ones who made the final decision. And I was like, but wait, you you did not say that when I asked you that. When I originally asked you, is this a thing where you can't really make any moves? They were, they were like, no, no, this isn't that. You're just not the guy. <laughs> and then they started backtracking later down the road. At this point, I was like really getting down on myself. I genuinely thought to myself, okay, you're not good enough to play your dad, JD. You need to come to terms with this and let this go. So I asked them, hey, can you please send me the voiceover audition tapes via email as they promised they would because they threatened me with it where it's like, hey, you might as well listen to the voicemail, bro. Trust me. You're tripping, dude. And I was like, send that shit over then. And here's the funny thing. At first, they told me that it would be no problem, right? But then a week went by and I received a message from one of the creative producers teammate or their partner from the project. And they texted me and said that I would not be able to receive the auditions due to the production company and the network saying that they need to be under lock and key all of a sudden. And then they said, if I wanted to listen to them, I would have to go back to the studio where I auditioned and listen to them in that place. You know, that way I can't get out of there and run off with the tapes or whatever the fuck they thought I was going to do with them. I guess they assumed I was going to TMZ them or some stupid shit. I'm like, bro, I'm not, why? That's a waste of my time. I mean, I'm talking about it right now, but I'm not outing anyone. I hasn't, I haven't said anybody's name and Hey, don't witch hunt, please. It's not this deep. Just, I just want people to hear my side because eventually I'm going to have to say it anyway. So there's no need to go on some freaking witch hunt. It's just, that's silly. That's just silly nonsense. (sighs) <sighs> but, um, you know, I wanted the audition tapes, right? Cause I, I wanted closure, man. At this point, I'm like, oh my God, like I'm, I'm, I'm having anxiety attacks, panic attacks. I can't, I can't function properly. I like losing my dad is a lot. I'm, I'm not dealing with this well. And the only other gripe that I had with everything that went down was the fact that they mentioned that one person 
who was part of the decision making, who was supposed to be heavily involved in the project of the show, who I, you know, I personally know who it is, but I'm not going to say. And they said that that person was refusing to want to take part in the production unless they got the job done right. At that point, I had never gotten confirmation on what that person thought of my voiceover audition. So those were the two things that would have solidified my knowledge on the situation to know if I genuinely wasn't good enough by listening to those tapes and if the person who they had mentioned who did not want to be a part of it, who was an integral part of this whole project, had actually heard them and also agreed. Because that's the thing. I was I was starting to come to terms with, hey, if, if, uh, if this person heard your tape, J.D., and they're just like, I'm not feeling it, then you got to accept it. It was just one of those things where I was getting that from somebody who was being very, very egotistical and nar- narcissistic with their their way of telling me that I'm ah you're not it no what you think you this and that like it was it was like it was it was bad it was really and it was just unnecessary you could have just said hey you didn't book it bye <laughs> but they had to go into detail and try to explain why and try to they try to try to get me on the right page and try to uh, uh, accept it and I was like this is not how this usually works I've auditioned for things and never had to feel this shitty about not getting a job So then I reached back out to the producer and I told them that I was willing to go into the studio immediately and listen to the tapes as soon as possible. But then they kept giving me the runaround, ignoring my texts and our schedules were never linking up till this day. This is what I'm trying to tell y'all. I have not heard my audition tape or the person that they originally casted. And I know that that is not the usual. Like I would in any other situation, I would never I would never be offered to hear anyone else's tape or mine. But they had originally told me that they wanted my input. They, they they said, we want you to be a part of this process, whether you book it or not. And I was like, okay, cool, for sure. Keep me in the loop. And if I were to get a chance to at least listen to the person they chose and my audition, I would first off, I would get closure. And then secondly, I would sit back and like give them honest feedback and say, hey, this person is or isn't doing my father justice. Hence why I was like, can you just send the tape? Stop being weird. Um, and like I said, uh, listen, y'all, this is this this whole situation was very it was traumatizing. I don't know why it, it just was like it was just it was a lot to deal with on top of the fact of losing my dad so recently between the time of me getting all this other other information that I was getting, and I. I just was not, I, I still am not handling it, not just this situation, but losing my dad well emotionally. And I, I know that sounds a little over the top because it sounds like I'm just crying over not booking a role. But it, it, like I told you, it wasn't. it's not about just booking the role. It's about like I wanted to just honor my own father. I, they told me I was the right guy for the job, but then told me you're not getting it. I was, it's, it's all this stuff. It, it's very manipulative, gaslighting, psychological, unnecessary tactics that I felt like I had to go through. And, you know, I still struggle with it today because, uh, you know, it just feels like a piece of my father was taken away from me. The fact that they're just going to manipulate his, his voice, man, that's going to that's gonna hurt, dude. That's going to hurt so much when they manipulate his old audio with whatever that new performance is. And, and next thing you know, somewhere in the near future, I'm going to have to accidentally come across a commercial and listen to that shit and just start crying for no reason, knowing that that's not a voice that is coming out of a real person that's that's that that guy is dead and to me that's that that is that's just a terror it's just a terrifying feeling i'm not i'm not looking forward to that and um i mean some of y'all might sit back and say it's not that deep but it's just like listen man I, the this the littlest things make me upset 
about losing my dad. Like I, I, I sometimes I'll look at like, sometimes I'll look at my own feet <laughs> and I'll see his toes. Cause we have, cause we have like the same feet and my brain just goes through a, a, like a mental overload of emotion. I'm working on it. Like, you know, I, I'm going to therapy. So, you know, I mean, I'm lucky because at this point I have like a, a good support system to help distract me from the situation. And it's not about the job because I work, y'all. <laughs> like I'm on TBS every Friday night. Uh, I'm on um, I'm going to be uh, on Fuse TV uh, maybe later this year. And then I got a show on Adult Swim that's going to be coming out soon. I, it's not about the job. It, it's about the principle. It's about doing what's right. And it's about doing right by my father. But, uh, you know, after after being told that I could not go listen to the audio. I went out of my way to contact the person who was supposed to be a part of this decision making, who they said it was between, remember the the producer, the creative producer I was in the room with uh, at my audition, the network, the production company, and this one integral person who was a part of the process of the show going through to the point where if they were to leave, the show may or may not have been possible depending on their creative uh, takes. So I, you know, I went out of my way and I, 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 because I've known these people for so long. So I emailed that person who was supposed to be a part of that ultimatum decision that would have, I, I don't know, maybe or maybe not changed the course of the show. And I sent an email uh, just saying, Hey, uh, I, I hope you're well, uh, you know, thank you, uh, for being a part of my dad's life and I wish you the best and it would have been great to, uh, work on this project, uh, with all of you. And I, I didn't hear anything for like a month and here's where shit gets weird. Here's where shit gets weird. I got an email back like a month or a month and a half later from that person who they said was supposed to be making how supposed to be helping make the decision for who they cast. And this is literally what their email said. Not all of it, but just some of the words uh, that I have in quotes and the response from my email where I told them, Hey, I wish you all the best of luck. Uh, it's going to be really upsetting not to be able to work with you all, but uh, Hey, uh, best of luck. They said, Hey JD, I don't know what the producer's criteria was in choosing, but I am disappointed that you are not playing granddad. Hmm. Hmm. Now, mind you, when I read that email, I was tripping. I was like, wait, I thought you co-signed on this. They told me that you were a part of it. And the way that they wrote that means they never probably even heard my audition. So I was lied to. For what reason? I don't know. That's the thing. I'm trying to tell you. It's like it's like it's like a goddamn murder mystery that I've had to deal with for the last six months. And when I got that email, I literally was floored finding out the truth of the situation, which is they lied to my face and it's probably the fact that the person who was telling me that probably had more creative control than they were leading on. And they were probably like, I'm just not going to choose you, but I'm gonna lie to you and make you feel better. (laughs) And, and now, and I, I just, I was like, wait, 
I replied with, wait, what are you talking about? I was told that you were supposed to be part of the the casting choice and the and the production decisions and the creative this and this and that. And I I I you know, uh I was lied to, man. Basically the people who said that they were involved uh in the decision making for the show, which gave me the confidence to think that I was gonna book it, uh, were never a part of it. And like till now I still don't understand why these people would give me false information especially like like especially when this all revolves around my dad not saying that oh i gotta get the role i'm saying yo y'all know that y'all are really being fucked up to his firstborn son and for what you you could have given you could have just saved me the trouble and said jd we're not we're, we're not you can't come in to audition i would <laughs> I mean that that would have sucked too, but at least I wouldn't have to go through this fucking roller coaster of emotion and lies and deceit and betrayal. It it just sucks. It's fucking trash, and I just I you know I I just don't understand it. After after that, I had reached back out to this person and said, "Thank you for giving me this information." Then after that, I tried my hardest to follow up and get the audio from the producers because I already I got one of my questions answered question number one did the person that was supposed to be making this this decision that I was confident I would have gotten the role from make any decision no they weren't even involved they I, I was lied to about their involvement and they said they don't even know what the, the criteria was for producers to choose who they chose so now I want to set. Now I wanted to follow up with uh, question number two. Let me hear the audio. Let me hear if this person is genuinely that good, and if they sound better than if they sound more like my dad than I do, I'll let it go. Even though they told me they didn't, I'll still let it go because I'm like, yo, I just want out of this fucking maze of 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 torment and and just frustration. I I don't want to be a part of this anymore. So I followed up with the producers to get the voiceover audio so that I could finally have closure and once and for all figure out if I did a better job than who it is that they chose and who they, in my opinion, made the wrong choice to get get y'all your boondocks. But guess what happened? Right when we were set up to have a meeting because they were going to let me come back to the studio and listen to the audio in the studio, they pulled a fucking 180. And last minute they told me, sorry, J.D., the studio or the network, I don't know which one, has told us that they are refusing to let anybody listen to the tapes due to possible internal troubles that are going on with the project. I don't even know if that was it. They just told me, hey, they're not doing it anymore. And at that point, I was like, what? I was like, yo, I w- I, that's why I don't feel bad making this video. I don't. Because they're they're proving me right. They were proving me right at that point. I got my answer about this person who you guys said was going to quit the whole project if they didn't uh, get a chance, if they, if they, if the right person wasn't cast. I finally hear from them that they think the right, wrong person was cast. And I'm hearing from y'all that, hey, I want my, I want to hear the, I want to hear my audio. Shit. I don't know if they even gave them my good audio. They could have given them all my bad takes. <laughs> All the takes that I told you about that I think were bad that I told them, hey, let's not save that. Let's skip that and try again. 
that could have been my whole audition tape. I don't know. I doubt it's that deep and that manipulative, but I don't know. They lied to me once. Why not? Why not, man? And like I said, I think they thought I was going to TMZ them and expose them by releasing the audio, which personally I would just never do because it's dumb. And I have the full pilot. (laughs) I I could leak that on Reddit and tell everybody what happens in their comeback episode, which is like, I think it's going to be like a one hour TV special for the boondocks. I don't know. There's, there you go. A leak. Yeah, man, whatever. Um, and then, uh, you know, I even reached out to the casting. Oh, here. Oh, this is a, this is a a little fun fact. It's a little fun nugget at the end. I've, I reached out to the casting director because they were in the room that day and they told me, have you, have you ever been in, uh, in front of a mic? And I reached out to the casting director and I just asked them, hey, could you just explain to me what the process was for this? I'm not trying to cause trouble. I don't want you to get I don't want you to be upset. I don't want anybody who's your superior to be upset. I just would like a final answer to why this happened. And uh, after I wrote basically a, a whole a whole uh, soliloquy or whatever it is this is that I'm doing, a whole uh, thread to see if I could get some information from the casting director to see if they were just human enough to just tell me the truth. They didn't do anything. They just, they read all my messages. I, I messaged them on Instagram and they left me on red. They, they, their shit said scene. <laughs> so they saw everything I said, but they didn't, they didn't fucking respond. And I was like, okay, I'm never going to get my answers from this whole thing. So I'm going to have to let this go eventually. So yeah, you know, after things have died down, um, I I haven't spoken with anybody, y'all. I haven't spoken with anybody about this since, because every time I if I since I tried reaching out to them the last time, I just get uh they just just ghost me now. They uh they ghost me. They don't respond to my texts, my messages, my calls, any of that. And I kind of just gave up and just started moving on with my life, because now it's been a lot a decent amount of time. This 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 shitty show is gonna come out this fall, and uh, I you know I'm I'm going to therapy not just because of this show obviously more because my dad is gone and uh and my own personal uh anxieties and issues and insecurities I just go in there and I talk about them and um yeah I I mean I'm I'm just gonna have to work uh on the on the mental side and just try to get past all this and uh you know I, I for those of you who aren't aware and I mentioned this a little earlier uh they they've been in production the show is happening. It's going to come out. They've been working on the reboot right now for six months. And by now, they're probably done with all the voiceovers, which, uh, you know, fuck it. I, like, I, like, please don't, please don't respond saying, oh, my God, J.D., we got to get him that rollback. No, <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not worth it. That it's, that it's not even, I don't even think it's an idea or a thought. So no need to waste your, uh, your uh, powers of persuasiveness on that. I don't necessarily even want to do it anymore. Not especially not with the people who are working on the show. I much rather move on with my life. Cause, uh, no, no good could come from this anymore. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to leave it alone and let it die out. And I think the most disappointing part of all of this is that, uh, these are people that I've known for like half of my life and they didn't have faith in me to be able to honor my own father. Um, and they, they really, they, 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 they set their, their hell bent and set on using someone else from an outside source who 
they think would be better suited for the role, even though I'm a working voice actor and I'm a lot more than just his son. So yeah, y'all, we're wrapping it up. Um, In the end, uh, I will not be voicing my father in the boondocks, his granddad, and uh, neither me nor my family are involved with anything revolving around this uh, upcoming reboot of the boondocks. Uh, so look, if you're a fan, uh, of the show, Hey, do, do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, support it, support it if you want to. Uh, but personally, I'm not going to be watching it. Uh, nor can I support it because at the end of the day, that is not my dad, whatever it is that they're concocting in there, that Frankenstein monster, that's, that's not my dad. And that is just some voice actor who doesn't know him at all. And uh, some deep fake computer algorithm trying to force the voice of a dead man to come through your television screens later this year. Yeah. So that's it. I'm at the end of my notes. And with that, uh, R.I.P. Granddad and R.I.P. to my father. I'll see you later. Thank you.